Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hey World podcast with me, your host, Ross Livermore. As always, here from Nashville, Tennessee, I have Tina in the room with me, and I'm uh, back podcasting again on a Wednesday on the hump day. Uh, So this is really fun. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to uh, be back doing the podcast weekly and uh, talking songs, talking boating, talking gardening, talking reading, talking all this bullshit, (laughs) talking the presidential debate. Oops, sorry about that. I have two mics going today because I'm actually going to be debuting a song. I, uh, I'll, I'll get into the whole thing into the podcast, but, um, I've been actually writing a lot of songs and we're trying to do a new record at the end of the year. And, uh, so I've been kind of hunkering down and working through some of these ideas that I have been sitting on for a while, but I'll get into all that stuff until then. Um, couple of shows that I wanted to mention. If you are in the Nashville area, we are going to do the porch party this Saturday, October 3rd here at my house. Just come to Vernon Ave in Nashville, Tennessee. Go all the way down. You'll see a row of townhouses. We'll be out there five to seven. It's going to be me and Michael Kite and I think Gabe Klein, but definitely the two, the, the two of us. So that's this Saturday, October 3rd. Porch party's back on Vernon Ave. And if you're on the North Shore, October 9th, which is Friday, and October 11th, which is a Sunday, I'll be at Opus um, and Turner's in the back courtyard. So Friday is going to be 6 to 9 p.m. That's me and Paul Dumas, the legend. And uh, on Sunday, it's going to be your classic Vic Sunday trio with me, Paul, and Phil the Cheese. Um, And that's going to be noon to 3. So if you're in Nashville, if you're on the North Shore, come to one of these shows. If you're not, Feel free to share the podcast, subscribe, like, email me at heyworldpodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments, you have any questions, all that stuff. As always, rosslivermore.com for all of my music, all the information about me, the band, and what we're up to. At Ross Livermore on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. I love to hear from you guys and keep in touch. With all of your uh, all of the goings on in your life as well. So here we are. We're back. Episode sixty two of the Hey World podcast. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Here we go. I'm just going to check on SoundCloud right now and just make sure this is actually episode 62. (laughs) I think it is. Yeah, it's got to be. Right? This is something I probably should have planned out before the podcast started. Yes, episode 62. Cool. Okay, um, this is great. So actually, another good stat, not that I really look at this too much, but I, I kind of, I slightly pay attention. And I think this number is a little off because I know in the beginning of when I was doing the podcast, out of nowhere, I just started to get like, oh, and then episode 20 got 300 listens from Russia. And you're like, I don't think that's real. So I'm almost up to 5,000 listens for the entire podcast for all of the episodes one through 62. But I don't really know if that number is completely true. I think it's probably around 3,000. But still, that is incredible because this is 
such a little side thing for my entire musical life. Um, but it's it's cool. It's just a nice little piece of content. And like I've said a million times, I feel like, I don't know, I guess anyone can be an influencer these days, but I feel like it's more authentic for me to just talk about stuff that's going on in my life as opposed to taking pictures or selfies of me and just being like saying inspirational quotes or posting memes or any of that stuff. So uh, that's that's why I decided to continue doing the podcast. But with that said, yeah, we're, all, we're almost at the 5,000 listens, which is in, insane to me. And I'm just going to that's that's only going to be a piece of information that I don't think the number's actually real that I'm only going to share to the diehard fans who listen <laughs> to the podcast. That's not the, something I would say um, to, in, to to the industry uh, elite. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what's that's that's an exciting thing that's happening with the Hey World podcast. But if you listened last week, uh, I was planning this boat adventure, so. We bought a little John boat, a little 14-footer. Uh, the story behind the boat, and I might have even told this, but I'm not sure. So Em and I would kayak up at this place. It's a little tributary off the Cumberland called Sycamore Creek. So as we, you know, we went up there like five, six times, we started to see these little like plastic two-seater trolling fishing boats popping around. And we were talking to some of the people. They're like, yeah, you know, you can get one of these for 500 bucks. And it seemed really cool. So we started looking online at like Bass Pro Shops. And those boats were like 1000 bucks. And we started talking. We're like, man, I think we can find something cool for 1000 bucks." So we started looking on Craigslist. Found that, Well, we found one boat before this, which sold really quickly. And then um, we found this around halfway point in July back when I was home for the month. And we emailed the guy and we're like, if it's available when we come back, we'll come look at it. And it was available. I went to look at it. Turns out the kid who was selling the boat, his name was Ross. His dad's name was Dana, which is my uncle's name. Weird coincidence. So they started showing me the boat. And apparently Dana, the dad, when they were building it out, so it, it was just a, a, an aluminum piece of shit boat. They built it out, put a little front like a bow platform and a bass chair and all this stuff and when they were building it out Dana the dad wrote Ross is a dick on the bench seat under the platform so they showed me that and I'm like man this boat has my name on it I need to buy it <laughs> so we did and then we had to buy the motor so I drove up to Bowling Green Kentucky to buy this Johnson 2006 15 horsepower piece of American machinery thing rips and turns out the guy who bought the motor, restored it, worked on it, uh, used to be a snowmaker, or uh, he would drive the snowcats up at Sugarloaf, where we play. So just like this whole, um, what is the word? Serendipitous. It was a very serendipitous uh, purchase. So everything worked out. We bought the boat. We've been taking it out. First couple times were very nerve-wracking, but now we're starting to get the hang of it. So this past weekend... I had this plan to take it all the way up to Sycamore Creek where we initially got the idea, which if we take the Cumberland from where we live all the way up, that's 20 miles on this little 14-footer like engine in the back, ring, ring, ring type of boat. <laughs> so we took it up, brought eight and a half gallons of fuel, made it. Um, it's funny having those boats though because you're on the river and all these other people who have similar boats, they start to come up to you and talk to you about it. It's like it's like Jeep life, but John boat life. 
you know? So it's actually, uh, there's a little bit of a community behind it, which uh, is kind of interesting to learn. So anyway, it went up, anchored, swam, came back 40 miles, 45 miles, something like that round trip. And uh, it was a perfect expedition. Used one tank of fuel. So only like five gallons actually. So it was really pretty, it was, it was sweet. It's, it's kind of getting me excited to figure out what the next adventure is. Maybe we take it up further on the Cumberland and camp. I don't know. But we're going up to Mass this weekend, as I was saying earlier with the shows. And maybe when we come back, the weather gets a little cooler here so we can figure out some sort of a, some sort of trip. We were also talking about there's this area called Land Between the Lakes, which is on the border of Kentucky and Tennessee, that actually is part of the Cumberland, and it goes... It kind of like does this big upside down U and there's this big long strip of land. It looks like Long Island where you can camp and have some beachfront property. So that's exciting. That's kind of what's going on in, in, in the boat world. But we are coming back up to play some gigs. So as you know, 2020 is just crazy for everybody. And I've been trying to figure out work and kind of scrambling to make some money. So I started working at this country club. I have a friend who used to work there. Got me the job. I was driving around. It just, I feel like there should be a podcast with musicians talking about the side jobs they've had to do during 2020, which maybe that's, maybe that'll be a little offshoot of the Hey World podcast. Maybe I'll hit up some, some musicians and have them come over and talk about some of that stuff. Cause I've had to do some pretty interesting jobs. So I did, I did this one job where I was literally driving the driving range cart at the country club and collecting range balls, cleaning them, putting them back in the range, and on and on it goes. And all the friggin' rich teenagers would just hit the balls at me. And I'm just like, for nine bucks an hour, which with my commute there, which was a whole nother hour, it ended up, the, the job ended up working out to be like seven bucks an hour. So I did it for a week, 27 hours to be exact. <laughs> And I was supposed to go in on a Friday, woke up 6.30, driving there, halfway there, just turned around, said, I'm not coming anymore. <laughs> just quit. Oh, my God. And then, luckily, Zanies has been putting on shows. And if you listen to this podcast, you clearly know that I used to work at Zanies and have been picking up shifts. So I went there, made what I, like, double what I made in one night than I did working 27, 28 hours at the golf course. It was like, good decision. Um, which has been great because last month I went home, worked for my brother, played some gigs. This month I'm going home, doing the same thing, working for Ryan, playing some gigs. And now I have Zanies on top of it. So I think the rest of 2020, fingers crossed, is looking uh, pretty solid as far as the bills department go at the Livermore Griffin household, which is nice. It's, uh, it's, it's, I can't tell you how reassuring that is because now this week, knowing that I have my bills paid and I'm financially stable, finally this year, um, I've been able to sit down and work through some of these song ideas that I've been really, um, kind of sitting, sitting on for a long time, you know? For whatever reason, you just kind of, I don't know, you get in these funks and this year has been so crazy that you're just like, I don't know, these songs aren't good. I, I just don't think I should finish them. I'm not a good songwriter. All these doubts that come into your head. And I have been reading this book called You're a Badass 
by Jen Cicero. I did read You're a Badass at Making Money, which was pretty much the same exact concept revolved around making money. But it's, it's you know, super self-help book, but just about getting out of your own way. And uh, it's inspired me to kind of like um, find, go through all of my ideas, see which ones are good, see which ones are crap, see which ones are worth re-exploring and finishing. And I have this list on my whiteboard here there was probably one, two, three, four. There's probably 20 songs up there, along with the songs that we're talking about re-recording. Um, so I have on the whiteboard, I have the 20 songs. If it has a black dot, it means it's an idea. If it has a blue dot, it means it's a full song. And if it has a green dot, it means there's a demo already. So as I am finishing these songs, I'm just kind of like erasing them off the whiteboard, throwing them in the Dropbox as uh, a Dropbox for new song or new record demos. Because what we're talking about doing is getting the old New York crew back together. Joey Saccaroli, Danielle Warman, Paul, Phil, who wasn't actually on that uh, self-titled album, and uh, get Michael Kite on it as well, who's co-writer of Feels Right Reggie, uh, New Design, and getting getting the the old New York crew together with some new faces and 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 making a record and just kicking some ass with it, really uh, knocking it out of the park. So we're going through some of the stuff that we might want to re-record and a bunch of these old ideas to make maybe a nine song album. And I really am excited to go into that situation with like thirty songs, which making any recording that we've ever done, I've never gone into any situation with that that many songs uh we've always kind of just been like all right we have 10 and we'll release nine (laughs) you know we'll cut one or whatever or even the the pentaveret session we had 11 and then we ended up releasing two and we're probably going to re-record some of them it's you never really know and and, you know being independent you got to figure out how to raise money and the whole thing there's like it's a double-edged sword because you have freedom to do whatever you want but also you have to be your own editor and your own cheerleader and your own financial advisor. And even though people are helping and people like it's um, there's a team, there's a, there's a great team, but also you're kind of steering the ship as opposed to having like the label or the manager or any of these people kind of like cheerleading you the whole time. So that's, that's been, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it has its ups and downs and a career is a long it's not so much an arc. It's more of a, a long series of waves. Um, and I feel like I want to be prepared for when we come out of this whole quarantine uh, 2020 situation with some new music that really uh, that really kicks some ass. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah, with the, I, I think with so with that said, so I think now in the Dropbox, I, I don't know, like 15, 16 songs that are demoed, which is very exciting. So I think I'd like to actually play one for you right now. So let me get the guitar. Also, big shout out to Richland, the Richland group, Kate and Lynn here in Nashville, Tennessee, and Martin Guitars for lending me this guitar. So I've had uh, the same Martin since 2008. And I love that guitar. It's kind of been the workhorse of my life as far as gigging. 
So um, I'm having like a pickup issue. I have a Fishman blend pickup in there and it's just kind of shit in the bed. So I mentioned it to Kate. They hooked me up with this incredible new like Martin loaner. It's a uh, the SC13E. So it's a little bit more affordable than their guitars, but it plays like it's it's without disrespecting the instrument. It's a beater in the best way. And I don't mean that in it's a piece of shit and it sounds good. It's a great guitar. But now Martin is making these guitars with bolt-on necks, which if you're familiar with the instrument uh, at all with, a, with acoustic instruments, they just don't do that. I know that sounded pretentious and dickish of me. Um, but they don't, acoustic guitars don't have bolt-on necks typically. Um, for whatever reason. And Martin now is making this like gigging type acoustic that sounds great, feels great, and it has a bolt-on neck. So if for some reason you dropped it or it got smashed or ran over, you could just replace the neck. Pending the body isn't smashed too, but um and it keep it's a little better for keeping its intonation. So it sounds great. I've been I used it, we played at City Winery the other night. Um and it just, it sounded incredible. The only beef I have with this guitar is that it doesn't have a volume knob, which doesn't matter for most people. I tend to take some solos if I'm playing with other people, which, you know, I'm good for like a 12 bar solo before I start running out of ideas. <laughs> so. um, but this guitar is great. And thanks to Martin, thanks to um, Richland, group for for lending it to me they're gonna I, apparently my guitars under it is a 15-year warranty with martin which i had no idea so they're just replacing the pickup which kicks ass so i have this loaner for for now so um why don't i play a song for you i think now that i'm i'm writing more and finishing more songs i might as well play some of them on the podcast and make this not just about me talking about the boat <laughs> or gardening or whatever make it a little more music centric you know for the listeners. So this song is brand new. I finished it yesterday. This is one of those, it's it's interesting because I have all these ideas on my phone and like when Emma and I are in the kitchen, we're listening to jams, drinking Boda boxes and, and sitting outside. We just like listen to the, we have a little JBL charge portable speaker, which sounds great. So we we start listening to jams and then we eventually start, I'm like, you, you wanna hear some of my song ideas? Wait, and obviously she's great and she wants to hear them. And so I just started showing her some stuff and it was good. And like, she's an incredible sounding board for that type of stuff because she just, she's, although she is my girlfriend, she's very unbiased in her opinions. So I showed her some stuff when we were listening. And then like, I just kind of had this nothing idea that I recorded like randomly in a morning. I just like woke up with a, it's one of those, like you wake up with a, little melody in your head and you just try to work it out and get it on tape. So I did and I got this first little part, the um, the the opening chorus, I guess. I kind of put that down and I showed her and she was like, what's that? Your voice sounds really good in that. And I was like, I don't know, it's just kind of this idea that popped in my head. Um, so uh, yesterday I finished it. Well, quote unquote finished it. I demoed it. And I'm actually going to attach the demo that I've done, so it's like the demo 1.0. I'm gonna put that at the end of this podcast as well so you can hear the actual demo of the song too. But I guess nothing's ever done until you actually cut it. So this is why I like to put this stuff on the podcast because it, 
it kind of gives you an inside look in, into like the song creation. So this is like the first time um, I'm ever technically, not that I'm performing it, but I'm playing it for any type of listener. So it's called I Need Shelter. I hope you enjoy it. I hope I get through it without making any mistakes, but this is the first performance, so we'll see how it goes. start that again. There. I need shelter. I need peace. I need everything that everyone else needs. I'd feel better. That is I Need Shelter. It's a brand new song. It's really exciting to be finishing these ideas with the intent of getting in the studio with the band again and, and trying to trying to make a good record. So I'm really excited about that song. It does need some work, I think. Maybe some lyrical stuff. There's a solo section in there, but you can kind of hear it when I post the demo at the end of this podcast. I did want to give one book recommendation before... I wrap up the podcast and I was going to, I had the perfect segue earlier, but I completely blew it. Um, but I actually got this book back in college. My mom bought it for me and I never read it. 
And I, you know, back in the early 2000s, there were a lot of books that came out that was like how to make it in the music industry. And it was all pre-internet. So everything is really irrelevant. And I thought this book was that. So I just never picked it up. But um, it's actually not at all. It's called So You Want to Be a Rockstar. It's written by Jacob Slichter. He was the drummer of the band Semisonic, cl- you know, Closing Time. And uh, it's it's a super interesting insight into the rise of this, like, massive one-hit wonder band and his perspective from, like, being picked up by the label, the entire staff of the label being fired because of uh, the executives kind of, like, got into this big war. They were dropped from the label, picked up by another label, um, released their first album. It was kind of a flop blah 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 it's 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 actually like a super interesting version of um this kind of like final chapter of the music industry because i feel like right when they got massive was like 98 you get into like you start to get into the early 2000s and right around then napster happens it blows everything up so this book is kind of one of the one of these like final stories of that chapter of the industry and it's it's really pretty fascinating stuff like i don't i'm not a fast reader uh but in two days i like flew through 100 pages and i'm like almost halfway done with the book so it's called so you want to be a rock uh, excuse me so you want to be a rock and roll star it's kind of a terrible title um jacob slichter i'll i'm gonna put a link in uh the comments below the podcast for like the amazon link or something like that and uh, I feel like if, if you're interested in that type of stuff, you should pick it up. I'm sure it's like you could get a $2 copy on Amazon. Um, but it's great. So you want to be a rock and roll star. Uh, and I think that's about it for the podcast. So thank you all once again. This has been episode 62 of Hey World with me, Ross Livermore. Um, again, at the end of the podcast, there's going to be a link or not the, not a link. There's just going to be the 1.0 demo version of I Need Shelter. So take a listen to that. Um, I hope you like it. Again, rosslivermore.com for all of the dates. We'll see you hopefully October 3rd at the Vernon Ave Porch Party or October 9th and 11th up in Salem at Opus and Turner's. Feel free to make a reservation at either restaurant um, and you'll be able to see and hear us out in the back courtyard. Very safe, very socially distant. And uh, we look forward to seeing you all there or somewhere on down the line. All right. Take care. Have a great week. Bye.
Still I have to fight Cause I need shelter Shit. 